Have you ever thought about that while you're away, your home could be an Airbnb? I did. I actually bought two homes in Albuquerque that I Airbnb'd, and it was just an amazing investment, honestly, because, you know, as you are accruing value in your property, you are also making money on the Airbnbs. It's amazing. So your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 21 Seeds Infused Tequila is a must-have. It's an award-winning tequila. It's infused with real juice, with real fruit, which means the flavors are built in. It's real. So you need like two or three ingredients to make your perfect cocktail. Hey, um, you know how I'm always trying to keep my house parties exciting? New cocktails? <laughs> do you? Yeah. Okay, well, here's something that's going to flip the script. Okay. All right. 21 Seeds Infused Tequila. Yeah. yeah. Tell me more about this, right. Oliver Hudson. Yeah, 21 Seeds is an award-winning tequila that's infused with juice from real fruits. You only need two to three ingredients to make the perfect cocktail. Wait a minute. I think I know what brand you're talking about. You know why? Yeah. Because 21 Seeds is founded by two sisters and their friend. It's female founded. That's right. See? Sounds See like how I know? Something I can get behind. I know. Well, there's a good story behind that for sure. Listen, if you love tequila... You have to try 21 Seeds Infused Tequila. Enjoy responsibly. 21 Seeds Diageo, New York, New York. Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Hi, I'm Kate Hudson. And my name is Oliver Hudson. We wanted to do something that highlighted our relationship. And what it's like to be siblings. We are a sibling rivalry. No. Oh, no. Sibling rivalry. Don't do that with your mouth. <laughs> Sibling rivalry. That's good. Emails. 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 <laughs> what you got with those emails? <laughs> it just like came up. I forgot uh, about that. I know, God. Forgot about a little emails jingle. It's like this fifties little vibe, like emails, emails, emails. What you got with us? And then it's like, emails. and then it's like, bing. Right. <laughs> or uh, what's like the the most common sound? <laughs> well, if you if you didn't uh, catch on, this is the email episode where we read emails. <laughs> And uh, we read emails and try not to cry. Basically, that is that is the game. Yeah, it's almost like like a game at this point. Mm -hmm. Who's going to cry first? Yeah. So we did. We did one uh, in this in this season and I remained stoic. I cried. You cried. Um, Stop crying. No, I know. Let's let's. uh, I'm going to go first. Let's see how we do. Go first. And hopefully I, I get one that doesn't make me go nutty. Okay. Kate Oliver and guest Dan Buettner. Ooh, I like this. Mm. I just got done listening to the episode and I can't even begin to tell you how much it meant to me. There were so many interesting things I learned from it, but the end really hit home and let the tears flow in regards to smoking. I'm 34 
And I listened to this on day two of quitting, being someone who loves it. Always mm. like you. I know. I love it. But I quit. However, it did bring shame. As Kate mentioned, isolating myself away from my family and not doing more things I love. Respecting you two so much, especially Kate, who I would try so hard to emulate. It really took a lot of shame out of me smoking. And I really think all the times I quit, I would start again thinking this is just something someone like me does. I really appreciate how open and honest you guys are. It's allowing me to see myself as a person I can love. Hopefully this tidbit is a stepping stone to stopping forever this time. Yes. Mm. Especially with Dan adding how people in the blue zone quit and still lived a long time. I'm so grateful to hear that as I have been so fearful, it's been too late and I need to be here for my two beautiful little girls who also need me to love and care for myself as much as I love and care for them. Thank you so much again for this podcast and being your true best selves. Awesome. Boom. Liz. So that makes me so happy. It's great. I mean, I, I don't talk about smoking and I never post about, you know, me with a cigarette or anything like that, but I'm, I was a smoker. I mean, I, I love smoking. I still do, even though I quit. And it's been two months and I've stopped. And I think I'm good. I think I did yes, it. Yes, I think I kicked it. I went to a hypnotist, which was crazy. This guy's like super famous and amazing. And I didn't think it would work because it was like, I left the sessions like, what the hell just happened? You know? And and it strangely worked. And uh, it's I don't so great. Smoke. Anymore. And and, and I, it was I, like a party. Like you you had to quit and it was like a party. Yeah. Like remember you had to like Yeah, it was Aaron's out. 50th. Yeah. Like, ugh. It was disaster. horrible. I know. Um, but anyway, Liz, I love the I, I like I get it. I get how amazing cigarettes oh, are. Trust me. I still to this day see people smoking yeah. and I'm like, oh and fun. But I then know. I'm like, no. It's gross. It's gross. It makes it's me feel. Gross. It makes you feel like shit. You know, but uh, stay strong, Liz. Also, Call here's me. what else I'm gonna say. Also, here's what I'm gonna say. The shaming part of it. Yes, like you will spend more time doing the things you love, and you won't be telling the kicking the kids out from like you know the back patio because you don't want them around the cigarette smoke. <laughs> um. And you will no longer have the excuse to stare blankly at a wall, which is one of my favorite things to do. Like one of my favorite things about smoking was I could leave a restaurant by myself and just mm-hmm. stare. Mm-hmm. And like, I almost got like a break from people for mm-hmm. a second. It was like a five minute break, <clears throat> you know? Mm-hmm. Totally. But, uh, yeah. but, but my point is, is that you don't be too hard on yourself. Like, also, the very fact that you're actively pursuing quitting is also so great. You know you want to quit. You know you want to be around for your kids. Don't stress yourself out too much because that's also not good for you. Just like enjoy. Just don't be too hard on yourself. That's my, that's my other piece of advice, right? Yeah, exactly. Shame. Shame is a horrible feeling. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's very debilitating. But thank you, Liz. Thank you, Liz. Okay. Hello, Kate and Oliver. I am so glad Sibling Lover really is back. The episode with Jenna and Barbara Bush is great. And I'm looking forward to more episodes. Oliver, you crack me up every time you complain about being the least famous family member. 
Dude, you were Joey Potter's boyfriend and you were on a TV show with Kronk and Kuzco. I think you've made it. <laughs> That's Spade and Warburton from like That's so cartoon. <clears throat> My sibling story. My brother and I were born and raised in North Carolina. We had a great childhood. My brother was five years older than me and I thought he was cool. I always wanted to hang out with him and do the things he was doing. He played tennis, so I started playing tennis. He was in the band, so I joined the band in middle school. As young kids, we spent time together exploring the outdoors, playing board games. When he became a teenager, I wasn't cool anymore. And when I became a teenager, he was leaving for college. But through it all, we remained close because it was just the two of us. My brother's favorite thing was to play pranks on everyone, and I was an easy target being the younger sibling. He once told me I was adopted because I was the only family member with curly hair. <laughs> I was like, you. Yeah. I know. He would say things like, hey, I saw a spider crawling in your bed and it's going to get you later tonight. He was always jumping out from behind a wall to scare someone or family. He laughed at everything all the time, even when laughing was inappropriate to the given situation. He was a lot of fun. My wife is an only child, so she was thrilled to gain a sibling when we got married. We have three kids, and my brother was an amazing uncle and brother-in-law. So it was. Um, my kids adored him. At Christmases or birthdays, my wife and I would drive ourselves crazy trying to pick out the best gifts for our kids. And then my brother's gift to them would always end up being their favorites. Unfortunately, my brother died unexpectedly in 2016 at the age of 41. He had an aortic dissection, the same thing as John Ritter. Your episode with Jason and Tyler Ritter was cathartic for me because they described the shock of not knowing their father was going to die, no warning signs. He was healthy one day and gone the next. That is the way I felt. That's the way it felt with my brother. His death wrecked my family. Watching my parents lose a child was heartbreaking. Watching my kids lose their only uncle was extremely painful. Losing my only sibling was devastating. As adults, my brother and I became more than just brothers. We became friends. He was my best man at my wedding. He went with us to Disney World when my kids were young. I wish we had lived closer to each other in the last years. Of course, I had no way of knowing they would be his last years. He lives in NYC, but I always been one of his dreams. And we lived in Florida. We typically saw each other on holidays, but sometimes I have the thought, why didn't you take one more trip to NYC? I have learned to live that I can't live with regrets. I know we will all be reunited again one day. Until then, we miss him every day, and we have amazing memories. Thanks again, Kate and Oliver, especially for the episode with the Ritters. Brad. Oh. Yeah. Ugh. Man, you that's know, rough. Loss just sucks. Like, it just sucks yeah. that, we have to, that we die, and that then we have, like, these unexpected tragedies are just so yeah. unfair. You know, uh, I know, I know, but it was, it. I remember that episode. That was a while ago. And, um, with Jason and Tyler and, uh, he said so something. Rem- was, he said about the chapter, the book. Yes. That yes. there was an expectation that there were more chapters, but it was the end. of the book. That's the end of the book. Uh, it's just, it was maybe a little bit of a, a novelette, you know what I mean? It was a yeah. shorter story and, and there is no more chapters. That's what it is. It was, it was really, yeah. um, even just the, the the visual, the visual of that, it it it, it made so much sense. You know what I mean? Like it is, it, it was so healthy. What a, a healthy thing to say. And you know, you know, the thing is, is that unfortunately, 
I mean, look, you know, we, we have a friend of our brothers just passed away unexpectedly, mm-hmm. like crazy, mm-hmm. um, 30 in his late thirties. And Man. these things that they, they happen, you don't think that they're going to happen to you or your family. And I think when they do, yeah, it just completely shakes the foundation, like just not, not only shakes the foundation, but like crumbles the foundation of the family. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. The healing process can, can work if you choose to mm-hmm. allow yourself to really grieve and right. And, and I, I think t- it's, it sort of becomes, it does. It's like when, when Ellie, our therapist would say that the root of all human suffering is stems from expectation because that you have again like what the Ritter said you know you have this expectation that it's supposed to be a certain way mm-hmm. and that if it's not a certain way that means it's a fa- a failure of a life or there's a there's such it didn't you know it, it's it's not the way it's supposed to be or mm-hmm. you know it's and you have to figure out how to learn to live when you feel that like depth of sadness and loss. Oof, God. Like, how do you live? I, I don't know. I, I I don't know. I can't even think about it because I, I, I don't know. I, I think, obviously I think certain people are stronger than others. You know, uh, there is, there is a lesson that, that you learn. There is a world that you sort of discover that hopefully is leads to healing, you know, but, just on the surface, thinking about it, I, I, I can't, I can't even fucking imagine. But it's almost like our body goes into a different place. Maybe something clicks where you go into survival mode, heal mode, meaning like I, I don't have a choice but to keep going and to survive. I think that's what it is. You know, I, 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 I we have these friends that lost a, a daughter. They, they're never gone. They're, they still, the daughter is still, it's like, when you're sitting around a table with them, it's like she's still there, mm-hmm. and they and they they choose to speak of her mm-hmm. instead of not speak of it, you know. Mm-hmm. And they refer to her, and they mm-hmm. you know laugh about certain things. Oh my god! Or they would say like, "Oh, she would have loved this," mm-hmm. you know. And I think after time goes by a little bit, that becomes a little bit easier to get through you get you can get through that dinner feeling them and being able to laugh and enjoy the dinner mm. um versus you know mm. if you if you grieve if you yeah. allow yourself to grieve well thank you brad for sharing oh um, you know it's tough shit man but uh sounds like oh, you have a pretty good head on your shoulders yeah brad we're so sorry for that loss that's just terrible and yeah thank you Oliver, Sakara's flexible signature nutrition program makes it easy to plan nourishing, feel-good meals around your busy spring schedule. Mm. We love Sakara, and this is like to me one of the great resets. It is. It's a you know they have planned, uh, chef curated meals. Yes, it's ready to eat. They're plant rich. They help you look your best. They feel you feel your best. And you can also customize when you subscribe. So like you got dinner plans this week. Well, then you can sign up for breakfast and lunch. Mm-hmm. If you're, you know, tired of the same takeout, then you can choose 
dinners. Like, so you, it's not just like, oh, you're going to get breakfast, lunch, dinner. You can actually customize what you need. It's time to like clean out. You know what I mean? I actually need to clean it. I need to clean it out. And we're getting into summer. Time to get clean. My summer bod. No, I don't. It's a summer bod. I know. It's a Sakara summer bod. (laughs) (laughs) They also have a uh, Sakara signature nutrition program. It's designed to support healthy weight management, easy bloat, boost energy. It's plant-rich, organic, ready-to-eat meals that ensure you get the right nutrients to see and feel good Mm -hmm. results. And they're yummy. At the end of the day, all that rhetoric, they are yummy. They taste delicious. So Sakara brings expertly designed organic nutrition programs and wellness essentials right to your door. They're science-backed, ready-to-eat meals, deliver results you can see and feel from weight management and ease bloat to boosted energy and clearer skin. And right now, this second, Sakara is offering our listeners 20% off their first order when they go to sakara.com slash sibling or enter code sibling at checkout. That's sakara, S-A-K-A-R-A.com slash sibling to get 20% off your first order, sakara.com slash you're up next okay you got, you got i'm a long one Kay and oliver i'm jody and i'm 41 years old married mom of two amazing young men 16 and 20 been with my husband since i was 18 years old married going on 21 years i have watched your parents and you both since i was very young Butterflies Are Free was my first introduction to your mom. Wow. I was hooked. Big Trouble Little China. Yes. And Tango Mm. and Cash for your paw. Amazing. Then Overboard sent me Overboard, LOL. Watched a million times, still a few times a year. Oliver, Rules of Engagement, I watched through twice. Loved it and you. Nashville, oh man. Kate, Almost Famous, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Huge fan. I love this bio of our. No, I know. I, I'm gonna copy and paste. This, this. is like the greatest, the greatest <laughs> hits. Um, so I, what, what, why it's missing? I know. Um, we talk in movie quotes as a fun family game in our house. Almost famous comes up a lot. Yeah, there's some good ones in Almost mm-hmm. Famous. I do not have a full blood sibling. Rather, many halves, and I know of most of them. But was raised with my stepbrother and younger half sister. My brother was nine years older than me and was my best friend. We met when I was three, and that was it for me. He became my world. My sister was six years younger than me, and we never really clicked from early on. My brother was killed when I was 20. My oldest was conceived the week he disappeared, and we later found out died that same week. Mm. He was due four days after my brother's birthday. Wow. Mm. We were trying to get pregnant, and I feel my brother helped in some way to help me heal by bringing a new life into the world. My sister spiraled and turned to drugs, and we grew further apart. One year and five months later, my dad died. It was my stepdad, but was my Kurt. My mother also had problems with drugs and secret, I found out later. I've tried for 20 years on and off to help, but ultimately had to draw the line and put myself and family first. My mother has always put my sister first and still does. My sister and I no longer talk. and She's very sick with heart issues and still on drugs. It's a matter of time before we get a call that she has passed. She lost her daughter. She was in foster care and now has lost all parental rights. So we're trying to adopt her now to give her a life she deserves. Mm. 
Your podcast gives me so much joy. I listen in the car while working. Anywhere. LOL. <laughs> Your bond is so amazing and it makes me smile. My, board, my boys are four years apart and we're so close when little, but grew apart due to years apart and different phases of growing up. They're coming back together now and I tell them to cherish it because the ones I was closest to in life left me before I was ready. So I tell them to stay close and be there for each other. I tried with my mom and sister and when it takes a toll on you mentally, emotionally, and physically, you have to cut that tie. That's right. I will love them unconditionally, but can only relate conditionally. They can't do that. So I know I have done my best. You guys are an inspiration and make me laugh. Oliver, your ability to open up and be raw and real is so refreshing. Lots of men just cannot do that. So thank you. Kate, you embody true joy in your outlook on life. You love fiercely. I can hear it in your stories. Oh, you both do. You are just a gem. Your smile is the best smile in the world, according to my husband. (laughs) (laughs) It lights up a room, he says, and I agree wholeheartedly. So I just wanted to say thank you, and I'm so glad you are back for another season. It brings me peace to listen to you both. I can tune out the world for a bit, then get back to it, recharge, and rest to attack another day. Thanks again. Love you both. Jody. Oh, Jody. Great note. I like that one. Oh. Your life. Wow. Oh my God. I, There's so much to unpack in this email. God, incredible. You know, because so first much. of all, I think that, yes, your brother clearly not only was there to help like foster this child into your life for sure. I believe in those things a thousand percent. Mm-hmm. Like, I believe that Danny's dad really brought Danny and I together. Like, I just know that that was something that was cooking somewhere else that we had that like force that helped that come together. Um, and have Ronnie. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I, so your brother is clearly like your angel. And then when you think about like a first of all drugs, well, I mean, fucking worst but it's also and it's so sad because you see people you love the most you see people who are really smart intelligent wonderful people just get completely sucked in mm-hmm. the drug addictions and I, I don't know it's just upsetting well it's just also crazy that. you know i mean you know again you talk about what you can handle you know emotionally and it makes me, my problems feel, you know, very insignificant when you read a story like this and what kind of family dynamic there is and all the drugs and then the death and then the sister sort of losing her daughter and now they're trying to adopt her. I mean, you know, that's some real shit right there. I mean, that is, that's serious. Well, and like the, the truth is that at some point we should doing a podcast on this because it's uh, i mean the 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 opioid you know i know that everybody talks about the fact that there's like just because we know that there's a crisis doesn't mean that it's changing mm-hmm. um and so the, the, so many families are like completely torn up by these painkillers yeah and and that and then where that how that just spirals um yeah you know what resonated with me too is was um 
when she says my boys are four years apart and, and they were close when they were little and then grew apart and and I always tell my boys, you know, all the three of them, but uh, especially the boys are just like, hey, you know, make sure you love each other. God damn it. Because, you know, this is extremely important. And family is pretty much all you have at the end of the day. Yes, you're going to have friends. You're going to have lovers. You're going to have hopefully one wife or whatever it is. But like that bond is so precious and important that, you know, I know it seems insignificant now to you, but you need to cultivate it, you know. And I get scared about that. I'm like, God, I hope everyone's close when they're older. <laughs> that would kill me if they weren't. No, it's true. They have to, their kids have to like, but you also like, they, they, we, they don't choose each other. That's the other thing. You know, you want right. that to be the case. But like she says, there are also moments where you're like, no, like you have to draw boundaries, yeah. you know? And when people cross that, it doesn't matter if you're family or not. If it's unhealthy, if it's toxic, if it's, if it's abusive, yeah, uh, you know, you have to, and, and it's so hard to do. You have to find that strength to set really strong boundaries. That's really hard to do too. And Jody, is that takes so much strength. I'm, yeah, thank you. And Jeff. then also to take the baby to try to adopt the baby. Oh so, God, amazing! I mean, I'm glad our podcast brings you joy. And, you know, makes you feel refreshed and recharged. I mean, and I don't know if I, I don't know if I'd adopt parents. your baby. What? I don't know. Are I, you out of your mind? I just have so much going on. I'd rather have Wyatt take my babies anyway. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> um, awesome. All right. Thank you, Jody. Thank you, Jody. Hello, Oliver and Kate. I'm so happy the new season has started. You're two episodes in, and it's already so great. Your podcast is by far my favorite, and I never want an episode to end. My brother and I are two years apart, almost exactly. I'm 53. He's 51. We do a lot of reminiscing about our childhood in the last few years, and it's amazing how we remember little things the other doesn't, or how we experienced events in a different way. Our parents have been married for almost 55 years now, and we were so fortunate to have more good times than bad growing up. I really enjoy listening to how you all relate with one another, much like my brother and I do. We grow even closer as we get older. We're from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, but my husband and I moved to Raleigh, North Carolina, to be closer to our kids and grandkids. It's hard to be eight hours away from your immediate family, but when we visit each other, it's definitely more meaningful. I do wish we had your setup, though, all of you living so close. That's special. Then there's my husband and his older sister, totally different dynamic and not close to each other at all. They lost their parents young, and she is five years older than he is. They drive each other crazy, totally different personalities. Though they love each other, they don't have conversations. They just check in. Sibling relationships are fascinating, and I'm so glad you two decided to start this podcast years ago. Love it, love it, love it. I'm the one with the anxiety, and Aaron is the one who looks at everything reasonably. Ha ha. On a side note, I always enjoy the movies and television shows that you have both been a part of and have followed your careers. I've always been a huge fan of your mom. My brother and I must have watched Seems Like Old Times a million times on HBO when we were young. That and Protocol were HBO staples back in the 80s. Much love to you both. Thanks for the last two. Ali Yoho. 
Holly Yoho. Love her name. Yoho, Yoho. Ho, ho, higher is life for me. Um, the <laughs> <laughs> Another interesting story, but I also just feel like, I don't know, I always feel so sad when siblings don't connect. I know. At least they do check-ins. I feel like they're doing all that they can. And it's like you said, they weren't, they didn't choose each other. You're born into this. And sometimes yeah. it just doesn't work out. Like, eh, we're different. Yeah. I respect you. I hope everything's good. And we'll do a little check-in, but we, we're just don't buy. We don't connect. And by the way, it seems like old times is probably, it's definitely top three favorite of, of mom's movies. And protocol. For me. For me. Yeah. And Protocol, amazing. Seems like old times with Charles Roden and Chevy Chase. It's just so fucking good and so funny. So good. I love it so much. I know. Um, and it's the chicken paprika. Chicken pepperoni. Chicken pepperoni. Chicken pepperoni. It's like Hungarian, <laughs> the Hungarian Jewish. <laughs> well, I think mom and grandma used to make chicken paprika. All the time, actually. All the time. Are you kidding? Ooh. Paprika. As all the, uh, grandma put paprika in everything. Oh, yeah. She made like pap- paprika ice cream. And like, <laughs> she's like, it's a paprika blintz. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, I had blintzes today. Mm, I've had, I haven't had a Jewish deli and I with, had a blintz. So good. With, with jelly? Loved- huh? With jelly? Yeah. Was so good. Mm. Holly, thank you for sharing. Thank you, Holly Yoho. Yoho, Holly is a pirate life for me. Hi, Kate and Oliver. How wild is it that I can just send you all an email and hope you read it? <laughs> anyway, my love for my siblings oozes out of me, and I'm always looking for another rooftop to shout it from. Mm. Sibling Revelry happens to be my favorite podcast and therefore the most obvious rooftop for shouting. Here it goes. I am the oldest of four siblings, three girls, and the last is the baby boy of the family. We are obsessed with each other. We talk on the phone at least 10 times a day. I mean, to the point where our significant others are sometimes nauseated by it. We're each other's best friends, lifelines, soulmates. It's a bond that will always be unmatched because who else can say that they witnessed every melodramatic meltdown at every awkward childhood phase of your life and yet still love you unconditionally? Only a sibling. I have always told them anything, anytime, anywhere. Aww. We mostly grew up in Annapolis, Maryland, before our parents split up and geographically parted ways as well. We've since started our own careers and families. It is not lost on me what a deep privilege it is to witness my baby siblings grow and thrive. In fact, it is one of only a couple of things that I am truly proud of. I am 28 and living in West Virginia now with my husband and seven-month-old son. My sisters are 26 and 23 and my brother turning 21 in June. We are at such a fun time in our adult lives, all in our 20s, figuring out life together. Wow. Fun. That's cool. I'm writing in because recently my bond with my sibling became even more special when my 23-year-old sister and I found out that we were pregnant three months apart. (laughs) Oh, my God. I gave birth in September 2022, and watching my siblings love on my own baby is like watching multiple hearts beat out of my chest. The best. In December, my 23-year-old sister, at the time 22, also gave birth to a beautiful baby boy on Christmas Eve 2022. 
following the birth of her son named Hudson. My sister hemorrhaged and underwent multiple surgeries and a several day stay in the ICU where she fought for her life. Mm. We were anxiously so many, we don't even talk about how many women, you know, we've lost to having babies recently. It's like gone up. Um, We were anxiously awaiting the news of Hudson's birth when we got the news of her condition. Without hesitation, this always scares me. Without hesitation, I loaded up the car, my three-month-old son, Lane, and my husband, and raced to the hospital in a panic, audibly praying to God he wouldn't take my Anyway, she survived. I don't know. Oh, okay, she made it. She made it. I know she made it. So, um, My 26-year-old sister got on the first flight home from Florida. My brother slept in the hospital for days. Oh, what a, what a family. Mm. I visited around the clock over the period of a week, nursing my own son in between visits. Mm. My sister survived, though she is forever changed from that experience as are we. As I combed my sister's hair Christmas morning in the hospital, I showed her photos of her beautiful boy just born, whom she hadn't even got to hold. All I could think about is how lucky we are to have each other, especially in tragic circumstances. She's now the most graceful and loving mother, and despite her less than ideal start to motherhood, has never once complained. She's my baby sister. I'm in awe of her and learning from her every day. My husband and I are now moving our own little family back to Maryland, where we have made the clear choice to raise both cousins as brothers. (laughs) More families need to be like this. It's like us Mm -hmm. with the kids. Mm -hmm. People don't realize how important this unit is to, you know, try to strive for, for that. But you can tell that there's so much love here. I mean, oh it's just my like, gosh. I mean, she really is oozing. Yeah. Love. I yeah. Mean, I, yeah. Okay. Oh, let's see. I left this email. <laughs> Louie family, the four of us siblings will all live in two uh, counties on the eastern shore of Maryland. Two cousins will now grow up to be just as close as the four of us are. Yay. My sister's near-death experience rattled us all to our core. And if we didn't love each other before, we are smothering each other now. I love our relationship, and I really, really, really love them. There's nothing I wouldn't do for them. Anything, anytime, anywhere. Thank you for your podcast and the opportunity to share special stories about siblings. It is an uplifting, heartwarming, listening experience that I'm grateful for. Lots of love to you and your gorgeous family. Sincerely, Megan, the oldest and proudest. Oh, oh. God. I love Megan. Thank, thank God that had a happy ending. Oh my God, Megan, you made me emotional because <laughs> because you you know, like I think sometimes the hardest the hardest thing about love, like real deep unconditional love, is law lo- is the is the idea of loss is that you could lose them and how hard that how bad that would hurt, mm, mm. you know, and. And so sometimes people choose not to give so much love in fear of it being taken away. Mm-hmm. When you have four siblings that all have that ability to like be so open hearted and mm-hmm. like loving and supportive that like everyone drops every everything at the drop of the hat if something's mm-hmm. happening with a sibling. It's like, no, no, no. There's no like, I don't show up. Mm-hmm. Right? Like no matter what you're there and right. and and that support 
that love, that is what I think, honestly, and it sounds crazy, but I think this world needs more than anything. I mean, maybe it's not crazy. Like we, our support systems at home is, it will, is everything. Mm -hmm. It's everything. Yeah. No, it's true. It is true. You know, and, and everyone, you know, has their different experiences with that home. As far as Megan goes, it's like you said, you can feel the love through her words, you know, know. like you really can. It's pretty phenomenal how tight they all are. And I can't imagine being the husband or the wife of, of the siblings were like, Oh my God, here they go again. Like these four siblings, like, would you guys please get off the phone, please. You have another life over here. (laughs) <laughs> they're also in their 20s. No, I know. They're so young. They're it's so like, great. It's so cool. It this seems awesome. You know? I feel like if we had FaceTime in our 20s, yeah. that we would have talked all the time. Yes. Oh, for sure. Yeah, that, that's an interesting point. Like, uh, FaceTime obviously has brought everyone closer. But as far as pertaining to siblings, you know, you're still connected. I mean all the time oh yeah um anyway that was awesome what a that great, was the best megan, all, of, thank all you. of them were great megan's was you amazing gave me what ronnie likes ronnie looks at me and she's like are those happy tears mom <laughs> yes <laughs> they're happy tears. And um, Rhea, Rhea the other day was like dad have you ever cried i'm like what do you mean like yeah i cry all the time <laughs> And she's like, I've never seen you cry. I'm like, you must have seen me cry. I cry at like Laker games. Uh, well, I'm worried that I don't cry enough in front of my kids. Like, I'm going to. Just... No, you cry too much. I That's what I tried to tell her. But she's telling me. I know. Never... I'm going to wake her up. she's not paying attention. I'm waking her up every morning just sobbing. Like, it's time to go to school. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, oh, this is so fun. Ollie, we have to do our coffee table book. Mm. We have to take some of our favorite letters mm-hmm. and do get them to take pictures, family yeah, picture. I love that. And so we can we can That's do great. a coffee table book. But I've I've had an idea for a coffee table book, then we'll be done. But I've ever told you about it. It's it's the depiction through artists' renderings, through like famous artists, good artists, current modern-day artists, of all the president's dicks. So, like, you have George Washington all the way up through <laughs> Joe Biden. And it's like, you know... Of all the things that you could I, have said, that was so far from what I would have ever... <laughs> but wouldn't you buy that? It's oh, like God. the interpretation oh, of their, of their penises... Rue the artist's mind, given sort of who they were in history. You know what I mean? Like, what would George Washington's dick look like? You know? I mean, probably, probably like a good, like a, like a, like beautiful. Uh, and for I- sure, like a mushroom, big mushroom head because of his hair. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I, it sounds crazy. <laughs> But imagine you get great artists, like it's beautiful work, and it's their interpretation based on history, based on their personalities through history, what their dicks would look like. Would you not buy that for Christmas and give it to Pa? I would buy that as an art piece. That's what I mean. It's beautiful. 
if like Francesco Clemente did like a watercolor. Yes. Of, like Abraham Lincoln's penis. Yes. <laughs> Exactly. I would buy it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's yeah. A, it's it's a it's a huge idea. Unintended. Oh my god. Jeff Koons does like a yeah. like a like a, a <laughs> huge a huge like like uh, um sculpture yeah. penis. Yeah. Telling you. It's be <laughs> so crazy. It's actually good. a great idea. It's a great idea. All right, I'm in. I'm All right in. good. Perfect. Sold. Um. <laughs> Listen, everybody, we love, love when you send in emails. Don't forget to submit yours at siblingsubmissions at gmail.com. And, mm-hmm. uh, and what, what, what else are we supposed to say? Like push the Well, link? don't forget to like our podcast and yeah, give, give it a, a great, awesome review. And follow this, follow something, follow the show, hit the like button. Peace. Like a YouTuber. Oh my God, I love you guys. Sibling Revelry is executive produced by Kate Hudson and Oliver Hudson. Producer is Allison Bresnik. Editor is Josh Windish. Music by Mark Hudson, a.k.a. Uncle Mark. If you want to show us some love, rate the show and leave us a review. This show is powered by Simplecast. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. The only thing better than getting delivery from Target is getting unlimited same-day delivery from Target while you're on vacation, okay? Sign up for the new Target Circle 360 so you can stock up on food, supplies, pool stuff, and everything in between without ever interrupting your summer plans. Also, summer hosting is so much easier when you have unlimited same-day delivery from Target. Take care of your guests. Target takes care of the rest. Sign up for the new Target Circle 360 today. Visit Target.com slash Circle or the Target app for more details. Same-day delivery is subject to terms. Applies to orders over $35. You looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu that you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are streaming on Hulu. Then you can move on to Modern Family, Shit's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking.